0: Salam guys welcome Welcome to twice Twice inspired with habiba and shukri so we really hope this podcast will inspire you we're just two best friends who love to have deep meaningful conversations and even though the things we're going to talk about are nothing new
1: sometimes it's helpful to hear it twice so you can be twice Inspired. inspired
0: Ustada Uzma-Jung has been teaching both adults and young people for 30 years. She homeschooled her three children for their primary years and helped set up homeschooling initiatives. She was a scout leader for five years and an archery instructor. Osterda runs and helps teach at a weekly older children's Islamic studies class, Seeds of Faith, where as well as covering the traditional subjects, they also address contemporary issues affecting young people today.
1: She has been actively involved in da'wah both here and abroad since the late 1990s and has studied and continues to study the Islamic sciences with scholars from the UK and abroad. She's also active in her community, offering advice and counselling. She's married with three grown-up children and a cat called Cleo. All right, so salam guys. Salam, guys. Welcome back to um, episode eight. Episode eight. Um,
0: in Ramadan. And this is
1: a really, really exciting episode, it's about making the most of Ramadan, and we have someone really, really special on. Have do you want to tell us if have um, we have
2: one?
0: We have Astada Ismajang with us.
2: alaikum, Wa alaikum wa rahmatullah. It's lovely to be with you guys, thank you so much for inviting me, I'm really looking forward to this podcast. So how's your Ramadan going? Well, it's for me it's the second day, and so far, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, all is well. Um, I I don't have any complaints Alhamdulillah may Allah continue to keep it um, like that so yeah um, feeling the spirit and um, the vibes (laughs) the good vibes of this uh, very blessed month Alhamdulillah and very grateful to have been allowed to reach it Alhamdulillah because many people um, haven't or or, um, weren't able to reach it
1: um, yeah, so thank you again, for being on, and we're really excited yeah, to have you. you do um, the first question that we had is kind of like a general question about Ramadan. So, mm-hmm. like for everyone assisting, what is Ramadan? Why is it an important um and holy month? Why do Muslims do it? And kind of what is the main purpose behind it?
2: So <coughs> Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salat was salam ala beyna Muhammad wa ala alihi wa, wa sallam. Um, so, for those who may not know much about Ramadan, maybe it's their first Ramadan, um, or they just they just you know don't don't know very much about this um, this month for Muslims. It is the fourth pillar from the five pillars. It is an obligation upon every Muslim once they have reached the age of puberty to fast between dawn and sunset. Um, and there are many reasons that you and I could think of or come up with as to why fasting is beneficial. Um, you know, it helps us, um, gain patience or learn patience, uh, increases us in gratitude, in empathy with the poor and needy. Um, it helps us to control, um, our, our tempers and appetites, uh, we may even gain a, a, slimmer, a slimmer waistline along the way. But Allah's purpose for us is one thing and one thing only. And that He revealed to us in the very famous verse of the Quran, in the second chapter of the Quran, the chapter entitled Surah Baqarah, Ayah 183. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, A'udhu billahi يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا قُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So, O you who believe, O believers, fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That perhaps, maybe, hopefully, by chance, you will gain taqwa, you will learn taqwa. And that is the ultimate purpose of fasting. That is Allah's hope for us, that we will gain taqwa. Um, And one may ask then, you know, the next obvious question is, well, what is taqwa? And it has many meanings and people explain it um, in many ways and all of them are correct um to some degree you know it's consciousness of allah being aware of allah being aware of allah's presence being aware that allah is watching me listening to me um it is piety it is fear of allah um but perhaps a more visual and therefore perhaps a bit more helpful meaning of taqwa and definition of taqwa is that it's it's a shield it's a barrier a shield and a barrier that protects us from what makes Allah angry, what displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and how, how, how do we erect this barrier or how does this barrier or this shield appear? By staying away from what Allah has made haram and by fulfilling what he has uh, made obligatory upon us. Another uh, but. Ba- uh, visual definition which i really like is uh how a companion once explained it may allah be pleased with him he said that taqwa he well he asked he said how would you walk across a thorny path so if you had a path full of thorns imagine rosebush thorns i mean they are painful how would you walk across this path we'd walk across it very carefully we'd you know we'd, we'd pull up our clothes um, close to us to because make make sure that they don't you know get tagged onto the thorns or they don't get ripped by the thorns and then we'd be so careful where we'd place our feet so the thorns are sins and disobedience to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and the how we tread being very careful to mind the thorns that is taqwa that is taqwa so taqwa is avoiding sins and haram and disobedience um and ramadan comes along to help us increase um in in taqwa uh, or not even increase you know if you're like me to 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 learn it to gain it um uh to gain it inshallah
0: just khair for that explanation i've never such a deep and in-depth explanation of taqwa usually it's just translated as like god-fearing and to fear god but um so jazahullah khair for that but also i wanted to ask what mm-hmm. is the connection between fasting and taqwa as um fasting is an outward action and taqwa is an inward action so what is the connection between the two
2: Masha'allah, that is an excellent excellent question So as you said, um, taqwa is an inward reality. It's not something that can be seen, um, although it does manifest upon our limbs in in, in righteous behavior and good behavior. And um, fasting is an outward action. You know, we abstain, we stay away um, from food and drink. So yeah, how, you know, how does one lead to the other? So imagine, imagine you're fasting, well, we are fasting, so we don't need to imagine. And, you know, it's the first day or the second day and I go to the fridge and I think, you know, I can have a sip of water. I can just quickly have a, something to eat. Nobody will know. Um, and then you say to yourself or that inner voice says to you, but you're fasting. It's Ramadan. Allah Allah knows. Allah will know. That is taqwa. Imagine another scenario. Um I don't know, someone has said something to really upset you or done something to upset you. Normally, we would fly off the handle, we would rage, we would maybe shout obscenities, get really upset, say hurtful things, maybe even hurt them physically. But in Ramadan, that inner voice again, that taqwa, it kicks in and it says, but you're fasting, you're fasting. You don't want to be... Losing your temper, you don't want to be hurting anyone, you don't want to be shouting obscenities, you're fasting. That again is taqwa. Um, an opportunity to lie might arise to get you out of trouble, to get me out of trouble, or to get me out of a situation, tricky situation. And if I lie, I'll get out of it. But again, that inner voice, that taqwa will kick in in Ramadan and say, You're fasting, it's Ramadan. And that again is taqwa so 30 days of this 30 days of i mustn't i can't i shouldn't is ramadan i'm fasting this is how we learn taqwa so that by the end of the 30 days inshallah we are addicted to it it's become part of our nature and so we're able to then carry it on for the next 11 months because Ramadan is the training ground really for the rest of the year. Ramadan is the easy bit. Honestly, it's the easy bit because Allah makes it so easy because it's so full of his blessings and his forgiveness and his His bounties and his gifts. So Ramadan is the training ground for the rest of the year. So 30 days of, in, you know, 30 days in and out of, I mustn't, I shouldn't, it's, I'm fasting, it's Ramadan, Allah is watching, Allah is listening, Allah knows this is how, the two are connected, fasting and taqwa are connected.
0: Yeah, jazallah for that, no, that kind of links to another question we wanted to ask you. Um, so for someone who maybe isn't, um, so for example when there's a chance for them to get angry rather than holding back they they do get angry, so what would you say to someone who isn't really making the most out of their Ramadan to inspire them to get more out of it and also Um, How can we, a question from our audience, is how can we continue, um, so like you said, Ramadan is a training ground, ground. how can we continue after Ramadan, continue those good deeds and continue holding back from those bad
2: deeds? It's another very good question, mashallah. So um, I would say to anyone who is struggling this Ramadan, who perhaps hasn't yet felt the spirit uh, and the good vibes of this month, and perhaps they are feeling that they are losing out, and not attaining the maximum benefit, I would say to them, "Don't despair. It is not too late. It is never too late. Um, until you know, until the inevitable, which is which is death. Um, start with the end in mind. You know, the it's the end that is important. Um, so it's not who is at, who is at the beginning in the race." It's who sprints at the end and, and passes everybody else and reaches that finish line before everyone else. So I would say to anyone um, who perhaps, you know, hasn't started the race yet, hasn't quite joined it or is, is lagging behind, we still have plenty of time. The best is yet to come. Allah has saved the best of Ramadan till the end, the last 10 nights, Laylatul Qadr. And um i would just beseech him and beg him and plead with him not to allow me to waste any more time ask him you know for ability um ask him to make the rest of my ramadan the best um, yet um and never despair of allah's mercy you know the shayateen they are chained up the gates of paradise are open the gates of hellfire are closed Every fard is rewarded as if it was done 70 times. Every good deed is rewarded, you know, up to 700 and more. Um, so don't despair. I would say don't despair in the mercy of Allah, in the goodness of Allah. And this is why. This is why we have hope in Allah's hope for us. You and I, were useless. We're pathetic, okay? Okay. Um, So we don't rely on ourselves. We rely on Allah's hope for us. And every year, every, you know, so imagine that I've taken my driving test 10 times, 15 times, 20 times, you know, by the 11th, by the 16th, by the 21st time, I'm going to probably start losing hope of passing. And so is my instructor. Before that, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But Allah, he never loses hope in us. Every year so let's not hope in ourselves let us have hope in Allah's hope and let us make the dua ya Allah you have hope in me that I'm going to learn taqwa you know 10 days 15 days I've already passed of this blessed month and I feel that I'm I'm just I'm not making the most of it so ya Allah I have hope in your hope for me so you change it around for me Yes. Um, that's what i would that's what i would advise um all of us all of us um to to do and to 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 turn to allah and like i said the end it's how we end not just ramadan but how we end our life our life is judged by its final actions by its final actions um so it's the end that is important what was that sorry you had there were two parts to that question
0: so no, disanakai for that because sometimes we get caught up in just doing good deeds, reading the Quran and fasting all the time. We forget that the main purpose is actually to gain taqwa um for the rest of our lives. But yeah, the second part of the question was how can we continue? Yes,
2: yes. So one way to help continue the spirit of Ramadan and to, to continue on what we have gained and, and the benefits that we have we have accrued is to perhaps fast. You know, first and foremost, the six days of shawwal. And then secondly, to fast Mondays and Thursdays, to fast the three white days, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of every month. This will, inshallah, um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This will, inshallah, um, you know, take us back to Ramadan and the feelings of Ramadan, the the, the act of fasting. Mm. Um, And it will, again, kick in that, that radar, of taqwa, um, that yeah look I'm, I'm fasting and you know this is the beauty of, of fasting the sunnah days is that in ramadan okay maybe people can guess that yeah you're fasting because it's ramadan but on those days nobody knows unless they ask you or unless you tell them which obviously we try and avoid nobody knows it's just between you and allah and so that taqwa, it kicks in even more because you know, you don't want you don't want to have to say to people, "Look, I'm fasting, so don't, don't, please, don't mess with me, don't make me angry." You want to say it to yourself: "I'm fasting." You know, I, I mustn't get angry. I mustn't, I mustn't feel proud. I mustn't get feel envy. I mustn't feel spiteful. I mustn't feel malice because it's not just anger. I know we keep using anger as an example, but it's all these harams. Mm. You know, pride, envy, greed, malice. You know, grudges in our heart, conceitedness, showing off. Um, It's all of those things that that Ramadan and fasting, they come and they try to obliterate um, and remove from our hearts and from our lives. And we ask Allah for tawfiq and taisir.
1: Yeah, and that is so true because fasting is such a a private act because no one can tell that you're fasting just by looking at you. Like with praying and doing other actions and even if you're doing sins, people can see you. But with fasting, it's actually like just between you and Allah like no one else will know as you said so that's that's really uh, because it's like it really does test you and stuff and I like what you said about like it's a training ground because I think sometimes people throughout the whole year they're like waiting for Ramadan to come but actually like Ramadan's the starting point for the rest of the the 11 months rather than other way so that is really nice um I guess yeah so the next question is like what would you say um because as you were saying and have you been saying there's so many things and so many benefits that people can get out of Ramadan and even in the build-up to it, there's so much preparation and everyone's got this list of all these like goals and things to do um and sometimes that can be overwhelming so if you had to give like three top things of like um the best things to do or the most beneficial things to do just to kind of help someone who's like I want to do so much but there's but there's so much. So like, what would you say maybe are the top three things um, that can help someone to reap the most reward during Ramadan?
2: So, mashallah, another very good question. Um, and this is something that I do actually advise in my classes, um, that we pick on three things. One act of worship, one act of khidma, one act of service or help, and one character trait, so the act of worship, we choose that which brings us the greatest connection to Allah. So it's not about, like you said, so it's not about what can I do the most of, but it's what, which act of worship for me has the greatest quality in terms of connecting me to Allah. You know, really makes my heart feel you know oh yeah, Allah you know I love you I thank you you know that connection and whatever that act of worship is increase in that increase in that act of worship now it could be reading Quran it could be praying extra prayers it could be uh, giving charity whatever it is make that the one that you do the most of with that intention of connecting to Allah. Because you're right, many of us, we, we make these long lists and then when we can't keep up with them, we begin to feel bad and despair and then we just, some of us, we give up on the whole thing. or everything just begins to fizzle out. Just at the crux, you know, just as the last 10 days are beginning and we're really meant to like do that sprint and increase, we begin, our energies begin to wane and we begin to fizzle out. So that's why I say just choose three things, an act of worship, an act of khidma. So the second one I would advise is that you choose an act of service towards somebody else. And we always start with those who have the greatest obligations upon us. So if I'm living at home, I'm not married, I'm living at home, it would be my parents. Find an act of khidma that I can do for them. Every day throughout the month of Ramadan, it could be preparing iftar, helping them prepare suhoor, doing the shopping for them, cleaning the house, hoovering, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Whatever will help them, you know, will be not, not, oh, it's convenient for me. You know, so many of us, when we help others, sadly, we think of what is convenient to me. So let's say I'm cooking um, for, for my family and I know my family, they don't like pasta really very much. But pastor, hey, it's easy for me, so I'm going to make pasta. So that's not really helping. So when we help someone, whoever it is, let us look to see how they need the help, not what is convenient to me. So if I'm married, then of course the khidma would be towards my husband. Um, You know, maybe massaging him, you know, half an hour massage every day when he comes home from work or after iftar, you know, helping him to relax, helping him to get ready for taraweeh. Uh, any any act of khidma, uh, it could be for my children. You know, if I'm a single parent, um, then my my children are my greatest obligation. Um, so making them perhaps their favorite meals, helping them with their homework, taking them out to the park, even if I'm fasting. Um, uh, so yeah, so one act of worship, one act of khidmah. and then the final one, which is probably the most difficult, but it's probably the most important one is a character trait. So what do I mean by that? I mean, we choose that one thing that I know about myself, which is really hateful. That one thing I know about myself, which is really atrocious about me. It could be lying, that I lie, it could be that I backbite, it could be that I gossip, it could be that I have envy in my heart towards others, It could be that I have a grudge in my heart against others. It could be that I'm proud and arrogant. You and I, we know. We know what it is. We may be able to try and fool others, but I know. I know what that trait is about me. And if I don't, if I really don't, then I need to ask those who are closest to me. Tell me, what is the one thing? If there's one thing that you could change about me, what would it be? But then we have to be ready to be able to accept what they tell us. And I would say, just start off by asking them for one thing because a whole list I'm not going to be able to take. So one, maximum three. And out of those three, ask them, okay, which is the worst? Because I don't think I can work on all three. Just tell me the worst one. Um, and like I said, most of us, we really know what it is already. We don't really need to ask, but it does It does help to ask others because, you know, what is it that, that others get upset by? You know, uh, because I live with them. So it's important that I know what it is that upsets me, upsets them rather, about me. And then I use Ramadan and making dua to Allah and asking for his help. So, so that's it, basically, um, you know, and in Ramadan, you use, uh, you use Ramadan, you use the fasting to try and rid, um, to rid ourselves of that one vile um, character trait, that one vile sin um, of the heart. Because all of these pride, arrogance, malice, conceitedness, showing off, anger, they're all haram, they're all haram. Um, and the harams of the heart are far worse and um, greater in terms of disobedience than the harams of the limbs, than than, than haram acts. Um, so this would be my advice, to work on one act of worship, that one which uh, you feel connects you the most and with the greatest quality to Allah, an act of khidmah for someone um, who has a right over you and um, a character trait, a vile character trait um, to try and rid ourselves of um, in the month of Ramadan with the help of, of fasting and the blessings of, of Ramadan. Um, yeah, That's why I would advise inshallah. Wa bilahi we ask Allah for ability and ease.
0: I mean, jazakallah for that. I especially love the the one where where you said do the active deed that brings you closer to Allah, because um, we can get so fixated on doing certain things like finishing the Quran or praying a certain amount of Tarawih, but in reality, it's it's more about quality rather than quantity. So, <clears throat> and yeah, choosing the one that brings us closer to Allah that's that's so important.
2: Um, but can I just can I just I just want to clarify? I'm not saying if, don't do the other things but that our main focus should be on that act or that action or that deed which brings us closer to Allah and connects us um, to him
0: yeah and sometimes even if maybe we might feel sometimes like there might not be any deed that brings us closer to Allah if our connection with Allah is weak so maybe doing those things will help us build that connection anyway just absolutely
2: yes yes
1: um, khair for coming on today thank you so much it's been so useful and beneficial to have you on um i'm sure like me and habiba have like benefited from all those questions i mean from all those answers i've even made notes on the you know the three top things um act of service act of worship and a character trait so i'm definitely going to be working on that um but yeah thank you so much for coming on and inshallah i hope you have the best ramadan so
2: far yeah cries, right. likewise likewise thank you for inviting me it's been an absolute pleasure um, Allah, reward you. and have a very blessed Ramadan all both of you and all your listeners as well thank you um,